Yo, 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 Muddy Waters Podcast, Episode 3. This your boy, Shaq Sims. It's your boy, Jody Breeze, checking in. And we here right now with an OG, somebody I look up to, somebody who put me on a lot of games, somebody that taught me the game, somebody that, you know, I've seen stay the same no matter what. And, you know, I look at him like an uncle, but he more so like an OG. Entrepreneur, businessman, man with many... Uh, means of income, gigolo, pimp, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> but we here right now with my uncle though, Dwayne. Yo, what's up, man? What's up, man? Got talking to Mike a little bit, a little bit more. Get up close. Yeah. Let me hold this mic. Yeah, you can hold it. Yeah, you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. What's going on, man? Ain't nothing, man. What you got going on? Not much. I just want to tell you, man. This is a smart idea podcast. That's a good idea, man. I appreciate it. Enlighten your generation. Mm-hmm. For real, I appreciate you coming on the show. When I started the podcast, you were the first person that said, "Man, I want to be on the show. I want to drop some jewels. I want to show people it's another way to living other than you know the streets and tricking off all your money and doing all this extra stuff, man, for no reason, you know." So yeah, for we sure. We appreciate man. you having you on the show. Yeah. So, <clears throat> tell the people where you come from. You know, my parents—they're originally from South Carolina. You know, my dad. Uh, ex-military um, Worked for the post office Passed away in 97 So I grew up I was fortunate to have my mom and dad in the house with me You know my dad went to college So I saw what the family structure Supposed to look like You know but I chose You know I was raised white My mom was in the church My dad You know what I'm saying I, we, I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida I did most of my growing up in Jacksonville, Florida You okay. know I lived in uh, Massachusetts when I was real young, then we moved when I was about five. I spent the rest of my time in Florida till I got to the 11th grade, you know, and then I moved to South Carolina. I finished up here in South Carolina. Okay. So basically what you're saying, you had a, a, a good structure, a good family structure. Yeah, man. We was like, you know, like the white families during the <laughs> summer. During, hey, all jokes aside, during the summer, we took vacations. I was... Midwest, everywhere. You know, my dad made sure he took us on trips and stuff. So, you know, that was like, uh, I'm glad I did because I got to see it's more out there in this world and what the environment, you know, where I was at. Like, it's a whole different worlds, different kinds of people, et cetera, et cetera. So I was thankful for that. Mm. Right. So growing up, what was it that you wanted to do with your life? What did you envision yourself doing? To be honest with you, man, I was into sports and shit like that, but... I was one of them hard-headed types in school. I always wanted to clown around, you know. I wanted to, you know, I, I seen the right way, but I always wanted to be with the in crowd, you know. I always wanted to be over. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties right there. But you were saying, like, you wanted to play sports and just. You know, I was into sports, but I hung around people who wasn't doing the right thing somewhat, you know what I'm saying, the ones, the grades wasn't that good. I did my sports thing, but I still was over there, you know, hanging around people who d- didn't have no focus. They didn't know what the hell they wanted to do. You know, they was all the way over here doing whatever. You right. Know? Yeah. So would you say you were influenced by them more so than your parents? No, to be honest with you, though, I've never really been a follower. I was kind of like a leader, but, you know, not necessarily, you know, I looked up to my dad and, you know, he was an influence on me, you know what I'm saying? He was a what you call a family man, you know, he took care of his family, but I never was the type 
like, you know, a lot of these younger kids, like, oh, I want to be like him or whatever. Like, most of my idols, if I want to say I want to be like somebody, was like sports, you know, people mm-hmm. like professional athletes. But I never really wanted to be a professional athlete. You feel who, me? Who who's some of your favorite athletes? You would say <sighs> Michael Jordan. You know, uh, I used to love Emmett Smith. Mm. You know, I, I liked all sports. <laughs> Dwight Gooden, the pitcher for the Mets. You know, so that might be above some of y'all here because y'all young and <laughs> yeah. listening. But you know, I'm just a sports person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Autumn ain't dead. Well, Michael Jordan ain't dead. <laughs> no, but Emmett yeah. Smith ain't dead. Yeah, that nigga was just in the club diving. Smith yeah. like for sure, for sure. But yeah, sports. That yeah. that was you know that's what I I did. I you know my dad kept me in the sports and shit like that. And then when I got to high school, but. I still hung around knuckleheads, though, you know. So that's pretty much what it was. So would you would you say you were a knucklehead? Yeah, I was a clown. I, like I, you know, I was a, I I talk shit like yeah. I do now, you know. And yeah. I was a clown, you know. I always had something to say. Not necessarily a clown, cause I ain't the type to make jokes. Like I say whatever come to my mind. Like I keep mm. it real and I say whatever people think is funny. But I say shit that people be thinking, but they don't want to say. But I say it, you know, like, hey, I keep it real. I tell you straight up. Right. Right. So you wanted to play sports. After high school, what did you end up doing with your life? You went to the military, right? Yeah, straight out of high school. uh, Met my uh, high school sweetheart. We ended up getting married. Had some kids at an early age. Was going to go to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself, so... You know, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go in the military like most niggas do. Yeah. Went in the military, but, you know what I'm saying, we well, don't know what you're going to do. But, you know, I did uh, some time in the military, but I learned a lot from that time that I was in there. You know, why it was good for me to go in there and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Where you were stationed at? I was down in uh, Fort Stewart, Georgia, down on the other side of Savannah. Okay. You know, I was a... Uh, Believe it or not, I was a dental hygienist in the in the yeah. I was a dental hygienist. You know, I was pretty smart, but I chose not to apply. Apply, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I know y'all right. seen that plenty of times. You know. Yeah, exactly. So when, cause I saw some pictures of you. I remember you showed me a picture of you um, with your gold fronts in. He was like, "Man, I'm straight out the military on the block doing my <laughs> thing." So when did the streets become a part of your life? Well, to be honest with you, I'm past the statute of limitations, so anything I talk about, it's too late. That's You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, right. But all jokes aside, though, to be honest with you, I had some family members, man, like my uncles that I looked at. He passed away. He always he always been a hustler, you know, and in the family. We always looked up to him, and, uh, you know, I had some other family members. They was like, you know, they was, in, they was hustlers in my family, so... Um, I was in the military and I was, uh, I took an early out, you know, they was off in an early out or whatever. So I had to, I got out then I was in the reserves. So I got out and I saw it was a way to get some easy money. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't out here like no kingpin or nothing like that, but you know what I'm saying? I started dimbling, dabbling in the streets or whatever. And I, you know what I'm saying? I was pretty good. I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I was, I, I got pretty good at it, you right. know? It ain't nothing I'm proud of, but I, I was in the street. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. you but you learned how to transition from that to where we at today. But that's, you know, we're going too far. But so would you say in the streets that you, was it something that you wanted to do or was it something that you felt like you had to do? Because well, you honest, saw the military life and you 
probably didn't like yeah. that too much. So did you feel like, okay, I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go to college. I want to get some money. But Was that one of those well, things? Well, you want to hear something funny. Go back to when I was in high school. I'm going to tell you something funny. All I ever wanted to be, and you know, you may laugh, was all I ever wanted to be was a high school football coach. I never wanted to be in the NFL, nothing like that. So when I, when I was in the military, I was coaching youth sports, basketball, football. I That's just always been my thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with young men like sports, coaching. That, that's been my thing. So when I got out of the military or whatever, you know what I'm saying, I was in the streets. It was like I was living a double life. You know, I was uh, coaching little league football, youth football. I started off coaching youth football in the day. But then at night, I was your, you know what I'm saying, I was your neighborhood street pharmacist. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so I could turn that switch on. Also, I was going to college full time. So, because when I got out of the military, I started going to Benedict. Okay. I was coaching football, but then at night I could turn that switch. I was a chameleon, like, and a lot had to do with my upbringing. But I learned. I'm glad I learned that early in the game. You got to be able. To, you can't be one way. But I went and got me some gold fronts. <laughs> you know what I'm that. saying? Like I had some permanent open face crowns. I had like six. I went to the dentist and got them like. I was that. Right. I, I, I transitioned. I turned into that for a while. Right. You know, but then, you know, I, I had all kinds of friends, black, white, ex-cons, drug dealers. I had all kinds of friends. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? I was able to adapt. Right. I had all kinds, you know. So when you say you was going to Benedict, what was it that you was majoring in that you... Therapeutic like recreation. They didn't have physical education, yeah. but they had therapeutic recreation. But I really ain't like that. That's like working in a old folks' home, like devising social and physical programs for the elderly and all that. So, right. but I was going there. I went there first or whatever, and then uh, I went there for a year and a half, and uh, then I stopped and whatever. And then I was, you know, I really started getting heavy in the streets. Then my priorities switched, mm. and you know. I was I was out there in the streets just what you see on these rap videos, you know, and I ain't sitting here trying to gas. We didn't have social media back then and all that. Right. What the word around the city got around was word of mouth. Did you see what this nigga did last night? Did you see how much money this nigga threw in the club? We ain't had that social media. And I'm glad we didn't because I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now. I'd probably be doing a, a life sentence right now because most of the people I know that was in my era, in jail right now or they just getting out and they starting their life over right now so i'm glad they didn't have social media back then because a lot of stuff we was doing back then yeah. i'm sure i'd have been you know what i'm saying like what they think they doing now is like like that's nothing and i'm just right. being real talk <clears throat> right because you know my pops you and my pops the only two people that i know that was really in it in it that made a way out and still flourishing so, you know, it takes a certain type of person, like you said, to be a chameleon to go in these offices and go to these jobs, but still do what you got to do at nighttime and blend in yeah, and, and not get caught and not do whatever. So, you know, it's good that you made it out of the streets. But so going to college, coaching football, I know football was always your passion. Yeah. So, so talk about some of the people that you coach, because you coached a couple people that – Ended up making it to the NFL. Yeah, actually. and they in there now. When I was at Rich, I, I started at Dutch Fort, went from there, went to Richard Northeast. While I was there, uh, a kid that I like somewhat raised 
uh, Gary Gray ended up being an Army All-American, played at Notre Dame, four-year starter. Uh, Calvin Har uh, Harrison played at University of Kentucky. Adam Patterson at Michigan. Rodney Polk, University of South Carolina. Mark Barnes, University of South Carolina. Like, we sent kids. Like, that was one of the main things I did because one of the things I'm known for, and you can go Google my name or whatever, you can look it up, was wherever I coached at, I spent my own money. Like, the kids and stuff didn't know the double life I was living. I'm going to be real with you. Right. But the money that I had, I took these kids out of my own pocket to trips to these colleges to visit, take them to football camps, et cetera, et cetera, because a lot of them was from single-parent homes. And I knew from the time, me in the streets, I destroyed a lot of homes. So I felt like that was my give back for all the wrong I done. My uncle told me a long time ago, mm -hmm. For all the wrong you do in the streets, you got to do right. You know what I'm saying? If you gonna, if because believe it or not, God gonna bring it back on you. If you, you know, if you gonna be out there doing wrong, every chance you get, you got to do something right. right. So I felt like that was a me a way of me giving back for all the families that I destroyed, all all what I did. Like let me give this back to a lot of these kids because they didn't have dads in their home. So I wasn't trying to be their dad. I was just trying to get them an opportunity that. Society wasn't gonna get it if I wasn't around, and and I affect, and to this day I get every day, Coach, how you doing? I want to thank you, and uh, I, I went from there. I was at Richard Northeast. We was real successful. I sent like I made the highlight films back then. They didn't have uh, all this computerized stuff. I made highlight films off of VCR tapes. I would stop it. Right. I had a double headed VCR tape, and it would take me hours and hours to make a kid highlight film. I sent it to. 50, 60 colleges all over the United States. I I, I uh, paid for SAT prep classes. I did all that for these kids. And uh, when I left from there, I went to Calhoun County down in St. Matthews. I, was, I started going to uh, South Carolina State University and majoring in physical education with a minor in health. So while I was down there, uh, a friend of mine was like, man, I need you to come be my offensive coordinator. So I started coaching down there. I saw so much potential. And uh, when it, my first year, it was a skinny rising junior basketball player mr basketball american basketball player but football wasn't his really his thing he was just playing for fun and i and you know and i told him i was like uh i'm gonna tell you his name in a minute i was like dog it's all kinds of six four guards in the country but there ain't too many six four six five wide receivers you got a chance and you know and, and those kids down there believed in me man and alshon jeffrey played for the chicago bears i was his offensive coordinator damn and uh all them boys, like, kids wasn't going to college out of Calhoun County. In the four years I was at Calhoun County, we sent 46 kids to college. God. And that's a 1A school with the, it's only 390-something students go to that school. So that that tell you how many kids we sent to college. Alshon went to the University of South. I can start naming them on and on and on. Alshon just, he in the league, he one of the most notable ones, but... Uh, Dante Rump played for me. He was with the Falcons for a little while. He was a D tackle. Uh, Alshon brother Shamir Jeffrey, David Sims. I talk to him all the time. Three year start at Georgia Tech. Now he's the running back coach at Furman. Like I got kids uh, all over. I got one in Dallas, Texas right now. He told me the other day. He was like, "Coways, you know, you helped the because St. Matthews is a very small town. Right, right. And Not even on the map. like these kids didn't graduate from college. We showed them a way. Like. Like, me and Coach Wilson, the head coach, like, we we did a lot for those kids, man. So, that was a way of me giving back, giving, you know, back to these kids for all the stuff. I felt, to me, I didn't tell nobody that, but 
you know, that's why I did it. Was because of that. But it's all it was all about your intentions though. You had good intentions and yeah. that's really what matters. You know, they say as long as the good outweigh the bad, yeah. you'll be all right. So yeah. I feel like that was a good thing. Like yeah. I, I never knew that. Yeah, I never I, knew I, that. Yeah, you did a lot. You did a lot for people because oh, because yeah. everywhere I go, like with you, or because a lot of people say we look alike. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but everybody be like, "Oh, you Dwayne, son, you look just like Dwayne, or you and Dwayne related." They be like, "Man, that's a good dude." Football players, yeah, dudes in the streets, dudes not in the streets, regular everyday people be like, yeah. "Man, that's a good dude." Yeah, you know, one of the things that I that I try to do is care myself in a way where. Nobody can't say nothing bad about me. Am right. I perfect? No, I made a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. But at the end of the day, when I'm in a situation where I'll be like, was that right? Like, if I feel like I've done somebody something wrong, like I'm wrong, just wrong, wrong, I'll think about it at the time. I might be like, no, I'm right. I think about it, i be like, that was some fucked up shit. And I'll go to the person. I'm man enough to be like, hey, dog, I was wrong for that. And that's just how i always been, and I was taught that way, like, like even in the, you know even when I was in the streets like you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna give you offense I'm, I'm gonna be real with you you know what I'm saying like I had a, a, a trap house you know what I'm saying a lady she was on drugs or whatever she was on a fixed income I'm gonna be straight up with you and she was one of my customers whatever as people go up in there I would recycle her money the money she would spend with me I would give it back and pay her light bill and her rent it was coming out of my pocket, but that just felt like that was the right thing. How can right. I be in this lady's house making all this money? Now, average nigga ain't going to do that. Yeah. Cause that's, but I felt like that was the right thing. This lady let me in her house. She spent the money. I would get her money. Because I know if, if if I gave it to her for free, the next man would have got it and wouldn't have done that. So I made sure she, she spent money with me. I made sure, hey, her lights was on. I made sure her rent was paid. So it was really like she was... Getting drunk, you know, but I, once again, it go back to the principle. If you're gonna be out there doing wrong, then you need to do some right. Right. You know, you need to try to. You need to do a lot of right. You know, right. If, if you're gonna be out there. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. Like, you know, you don't really hear too many people talk like that. Like, you know, you we we see like Obama giving people clemencies and letting people out of jail early and stuff like that. Cut from a certain cloth that really made it out of the streets. And transition gracefully into but see, this the legal thing, world. Let, let me talk to you. And one of the main things, like, when if we're gonna talk about the streets, like, a lot, if you're in the streets for the wrong reason, if you're in there for the glorification and the and the women and the cars, you're not gonna last. It's just like, like it's a million hustles out there. Just like these girls that's out here stripping in the club. If you ain't got no plan, if you ain't got no plan, like a goal or a plan. It's only two things. You're going to either die or you're going to get you a bid. That's, I mean, there ain't nothing. If you're just out here hustling just for, like, like I call it now, you know what I'm saying? I, I got a little Instagram page. I don't do the Facebook. I don't do that social media stuff like that. But at the end of the day, when I sit there and watch it, these niggas be, like, on Instagram for likes. If, if, if that's the way you got to put it, and most of the time they do it, they don't do it for their homeboy. They do it for a little, they do it for these women. Right. And the thing is, if, if, if you got to front and, and and flash money and stuff to get get a woman right. they made the kind of women you want anyway right you know what i'm saying but I, you know i sit back and i laugh i giggle to myself I'd be like you know i i i can't say too much because probably if we would have had that i'd have been one of them ignorant niggas on there doing the same thing <laughs> so i'm not gonna trip yeah. i'm not gonna trip about that so yeah. you know I'm, I'm gonna be real i'm not gonna sit there so i know i'll probably be ignorant on there like that too but yeah. i try to you know whenever i do cross come across 
you know, these niggas out here that I know and I got a kind of relationship with, and they come to me, they call me Ung, I be like, I try to kick some knowledge like, hey, you know, move a little bit this way, you know what I'm saying? Because, right. hey, they out there. Yeah, niggas, niggas the, the police definitely got Instagram hey, and Twitter and Facebook. And that's what they don't understand. They definitely. Do. You know what I'm saying? Like, Snoop the Man's, he, that's my son, and we, you know what I'm saying, he worked for me or whatever. He worked with me every day, so... You know, he be on there looking at these dudes, showing me stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I could he be conversing and whatever, and I glance over at his phone, like, and I'd be like, like, these dudes, like, they don't think that the police watching, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they really don't. You know, and they do. Yeah. You know, and they on here showing that little bit of money, and I laugh. I ain't hating, but they flash that little bit of money, like, the, the standards of what money is. Is has changed, you know. Like they'll flash twenty, thirty thousand, like they didn't made it. You know what I'm saying? That's nothing. Right. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. If you look at, I like, ain't got twenty thousand. No, no, I no. Never had but this the thing: if all you got to your name is twenty or thirty thousand, like, and you in the game, like that's nothing. Because as soon as the police snatch you up, fifteen going to a lawyer. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Unless you get in a public defender. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not no money. Like, that's not, like, like I've always said, if you're going to do something and you're willing to risk your life, your time for it, go all out. That's not no money. You know what I'm saying? Money, to me, is when you're talking 500, 800, a meal ticket, that's money to me. That, then you start talking about some real money. Like, that little bit of money, like, you know, like my son, he always gave me a hard time. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that nigga got liquid cash. You can't do that. I said, dog, if I wanted to, I probably could. But the thing is, my money making money. I can show you I got money in money market accounts. I got money. So while his money sitting there. Jewels. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Jewels. <laughs> sitting there like, uh, you know, this all he got, his real money, his rent money, all that together. Right. Showing on Instagram like. That, what good is that money doing sitting there if it ain't making you no money? I'm beyond that. Like, you know, he gave me a hard time trying to vote because I'm his daddy or whatever. Right. And he think that I be trying to outshine. But I just be trying to talk to him. And I be telling him, like, don't glorify that because that's nothing. Like, if your, if your, if, if your goals, and I'm not saying that is his, but what I'm saying, if it is, seeing them with, they got 100000 or whatever, like, that's some good money. But that's not like, like, that ain't. No real money to me. I'm right. just being real with you. And I mean, I ain't trying to hate. Do your thing. If whatever it is, decide. But but if you're gonna hustle, do it because you have to. Like a lot of these niggas don't have to. They do it because they want the juice. They want the girls, et cetera, et cetera. But if you got to do all that, you ain't got no real game, no way. Because I know a lot of broke niggas get all the women. I'm telling you, man, they say a broke nigga fuck a rich nigga girl, man, because he ain't hey. got nothing but time if he got game. Hey. A lot of these go. rich niggas out here, man, don't got no game. They don't know how to talk to There you, you go. They don't hey. got no hey. nothing. Hey, y'all done been to the club with me. I take y'all, you know what I'm saying, we done been there get sections. It be niggas with NBA, NBA. Like, people vouch for this. I have the biggest section in the club. It be niggas in the NBA worn by who I am. Yeah. And I know they bank count 50 times bigger than mine. But they ain't got no game. They ain't got no girls. The I got all the girls and all that. It's not all about how much money you got. Right. And when and when it ain't how much money, it ain't how much jewelry you got, it ain't how nice your cars are. That helped. But at the end of the day, if you don't know how to come at a woman and 
learn women. That's the key. You got to learn. You got to get in a woman's mind. You got to, you know what I'm saying? You can't be self. So many niggas selfish. Now we're getting into the dating thing, but that's what motivate them. Most yeah. of niggas that's on Instagram, they do that for the women. Let's be real. They don't do it for their homeboys. They do it for a little juice. You know what I'm saying? And all these girls think they with the plug because the niggas sell a little weed <laughs> and, they, and, and they scared them. They think the nigga like a real nigga like uh, that, and it's just it's just sad, man. <laughs> right, right. You're right about that, cause like a lot of niggas, a lot of niggas in the streets, man. A lot of niggas in the streets, like I feel like they do it for the wrong reasons. Like I know some people that's in the streets right now that got kids, and you don't even see them. They don't even got Facebooks and Instagrams or none mm-hmm. of that. Like you could tell the people that's in it for what for the right reasons yeah. and then for the wrong reasons, cause. At the end of the day, if somebody's in the street selling drugs, you can't judge them because a lot of times people grew up without fathers, grew up without direction, and they trying to get out. You got these niggas in the streets right now that's in the streets posting on Instagram, go to jail, get out, doing the same thing, flashing money, yeah. flashing cars, throwing money in the strip club. They got basic, and their Instagram pages ain't even private. Hey. Like, like and it's then, crazy. And then they got a bunch of yes niggas around. And they them. doing drugs every yeah. day. Hey, that let's get on the oh subject. Oh my hey, god, hey, <laughs> that is what's wrong right now. That's killing niggas. Hey, hey they be on that lean. They be Liquid heroin. Lean. Hey, they. Hey, people don't realize like, like, I be telling people like, every day now we be turning on the news. The metro fucked up right now. It is somebody always getting shot. Nine out of ten times when a situation fucked up, whether it's a fight, somebody getting shot, somebody getting stabbed, somebody robbing somebody, drugs or alcohol is involved some kind of way. Right. You don't see a sober nigga just be like, man, I'm going to rob a nigga or I'm going to this lick. Nine out of ten times, they depended upon some alcohol, some drugs or something. It ain't just because they broke. Yeah. Motherfuckers make bad decisions. When they on the under drugs and alcohol, oh, that that be the key. Get some. Yeah, or, a wise yeah. nigga once said, "Nigga, you keep using opiates, you gonna be sucking dick." And that's the realest <laughs> shit. Like all of these niggas, see, this is just like the crack era, the beginning of the crack era. Everybody was doing cocaine all freely, and then niggas start cooking that rock up, and then they start smoking crack. That's how it is now. Niggas doing lean, niggas doing zannies, niggas. That's basically heroin. All of that shit, Percocet. All oh, of that yeah. shit is heroin. Hey, it's bad, man. It's about to be, man. Hey. Listen, all these niggas going to be heroin addicts in 10 years. Dog, marijuana, you know, I know it's legal and all that. And I don't have nothing against marijuana. You know what I'm saying? If it didn't make me so lazy, I probably would. Uh, that shit made do, me but it, But it unmotivates. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to be on my P's and Q's. I like to, I like to be in control of my thoughts and my... Or whatever, but I'm not gonna knock nobody who smoke marijuana. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna knock nobody who do anything. Right. But at the end of the day, like that shit is like taking over now. Yeah. And that's what's making everybody make bad decisions. Like Columbia right now, every day you turn on some. They, like I be like, what these niggas think about? They running in the Dollar Generals and all kind. Of, shit can't be young that bad. niggas. Can't be young niggas. But right now, what's messed up in Columbia? Let me tell you what's going on in Columbia. I'm I'm gonna I'm kick it with you because I know because I coached high school football, so I know. Let me tell you what's going on right now. A lot of it is single parent homes. Got to look. They they so they don't have no positive male role models in their fans. So they start gravitating toward these gangs or whatever they got going on in Columbia, and then they drop out in the tenth grade. 
You know? Facts. They drive out knife. Some of them knife. They stop going to school, start smoking weed, get high. They drive it. So, when you got nothing about idle time sitting around, you're going to think of dumb shit. You're getting high and drink. All it is is get high, drink. What is there to do but go do some stupid ass stuff? Like, it's, it's stupid. Mm. Like, that's got a lot to do with it. Like, a lot of these dudes, like, especially these young boys, they, they raising themselves. They uneducated. So, they just out there doing whatever. And, I, and, 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 not all of them, because, you know, not to put his bit on that mind, I feel somewhat like I failed with, with mine. Mine failed, but he knew right from wrong, you know what I'm saying? But I take part of the blame for that because I wasn't there like I needed to do because I was out there, like a lot of these other kids' parents, doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm in Chicago one day. I'm in Miami the next day. I'm here. I'm partying. I'm doing this, this, this. I'm coaching football, spending more time with other people's kids than my own. So I take a, a part of the blame for mine. But I'm glad that all what he went through, now I'm at the point now where I get to work with him every day. I get to talk to him every day. I'm, you know, the, everything I'm doing now, all the businesses that I got, everything I got is for my kids now. You know what I'm saying? My Eventually, sooner than later, hopefully, I'm passing everything on to my kids or whatever and it's up to them I'm, I'm done built it up they just gonna have to maintain it's up to them to maintain it that's that's all that's what i'm working for now it's funny that you bring that up though you ain't never try to push bd or snoop to play any sports because i don't think i ain't never played well, sports well, to be honest with you they play you football when they were young or whatever but yeah like a lot had to do with me and that mom split at an early age so it was my fault like I was busy, selfishly doing my thing. It's not that I didn't love, because I love my kids to death or whatever, and I did for them. But I was busy, way over here, and then being able to get them to practice whatever. I didn't make enough sacrifices I needed to be to take care of what I needed to take care of with mine. I dropped the ball with that, but I I learned from that, and I try to pass that on because my son a father now, so I try to t- talk to him or whatever. Don't make the same mistakes that I did, you know. So that was my, that was all me, you know. So, you know, his mom did the best she could, you know. So that was on me. But with I, all I can do now is try to pass it on to everybody else, you know. I ain't just speaking because, like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I did, I made a lot of mistakes. I made enough mistakes for everybody. So when I try to tell people stuff, I ain't going by what I heard. I'm going by I lived that I did that. You know what I'm saying? I fucked up a lot. So, you know, I just try to, now I just try to prevent the next man from doing it. Right. Do as I do. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, that's just how that is. So, yeah. Right, right. That, that That's what's up. That's what's up. Because Snoop, you know, me and Snoop came up together. Yeah. We got into a lot of trouble together. Oh, yeah. We got into a lot of <laughs> trouble together. It's crazy. We made our transition around the same time, though. I don't like to glorify the stuff I was into because I wasn't really like no super street nigga. But mm. I was into some shit. Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. Was nice. <laughs> I was into yeah. some shit. Oh, but, yeah. You know, you know, I grew up out of that. Like, And I'm glad I did. I ain't gonna lie. You was in our ear. My pops was in my ear. I had a dad. I think that's what separated me from a lot of dudes too because I always had that voice of reason at home yelling at me and cursing me out and saying, why are you doing this? And he yeah. instilled me with the jewels early on like, Seven, eight years old, cause he was in the streets. I was knowing, you know, I was knowing what he was doing, but he always would say, "You're gonna be better than me. You're gonna do better than me." 
And then I ended up going on the same road he went down. Probably worse. Yeah. He was getting money. I wasn't even on no get money shit. I was just on some, man, I'm just about to do whatever my friend's doing, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's for sure, man. Yeah, so, you know. But he probably helped you, though, because, you know, it was a lot of situations. Now, he could have helped you, but he didn't, and it made you struggle more, but it, it, it helped you in the end, though. Yeah. There's a, yeah. there a lot of different situations. I can recall that. Yeah, yeah, he went through that. Yeah, that was that was not to cut y'all. That was a transition. Once I I slowed everything down, you know, and that's one of the things I did with like you know with Snoop was, you know, he was out there doing stuff, and I talked. But when he did get in trouble, I let him sit. You know, what I'm saying he, he had some legal issues, but he knew at the end of the day, I'm not gonna let him sit in there. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna do what it take to get him out. But I had to let him learn. And, and it's a transit. We all go through. I'm not the, you know what I'm saying? I'm not the same man that I was when I was y'all age. I, I did dumb stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can go on and on about a lot of dumb shit that I've done. But it's just all about maturing and growing up. You know? We all going to, everybody mature at a different rate. Everybody see stuff differently. Right. So, what do you feel about, now, now go off, a little to, off topic a little bit. I feel like it's a tricking epidemic going on right now. Like what? Like I don't know what it is. Like, and you are the master. I ain't gonna say trick. You just the master. Like I don't know. You no, just no, one of them dogs. No, let me explain. What do you feel about? Let me explain something. Let me explain something to you. This, this is what it. I had it from an early age. Like, and it's a bad. I don't know if it's a gift or a curse. Ever since I've been young, I always had. I always had multiple girls. Like, I, like, or uh, the girls liked me. You know, I was able to, I figured out at an early age how to know how to come at a girl. I, like, I ain't a type that just be like, 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 Freddie P, I see Freddie P and that's <laughs> Freddie P get on him. But he got a different style. Like, Freddie P gets on him, like, hey, shout out to Freddie P. Hey, <laughs> hey. But shout like, Freddie P, Fred. like, right. I see him out there, like, he be like, hey, girl, let me holler at you. I ain't never been that type. Right. I got to have some inclination that you got a little interest in me for me to come holler at you. Right. You know Fred what I'm saying? But when I do, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One thing about it is, one thing, like, like, my mama told me at the early age, this going to sound rough. A woman can get dick anywhere. What else is you bringing to the table? Like, like, if you just bringing some meat, like, girls, the grade A girls, like, you got to bring more than that. You can call it tricking or whatever, but I know how to treat women. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and this is my thing. If I'm not sitting there saying, like, if you know you ain't got nothing but $200 your rent due, you go buy her some jade <laughs> with your rent money. I'm not telling you that. Right. What I'm telling you is, like, y'all generation... Y'all expect the girl to buy y'all something to eat and shit like that. Like, so when a woman have run into me, they be like, it's refreshing to them because they like, shit, these niggas is selfish. These days, y'all niggas is selfish. And I guess because a lot of y'all just ain't able to do nothing. But <laughs> but <laughs> y'all ain't got it like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That might be got a little bit to do with y'all ain't got, I don't know what it is, but y'all niggas want a girl to buy something to eat. Y'all ain't got no pride. Like, like, like. Some niggas just sit around and let a girl just take care of them. Like, they don't give a damn. Like, ain't got no money. Begging girls for money and shit like that. Like, right. I got too much pride. If I ain't got no money, a girl I deal with ain't going to never know. I can have zero money in my pocket. She'll never know. Because I'm not going to, like, I'm just not going to be like, damn, I ain't got it. Right. It ain't too many times. I may not have had it, but I ain't going to tell nobody I ain't got it. Like, mm. they don't want to buy the girl. Hey, you got to treat these women like. You ain't got to spoil them, but goddamn, you can at least 
get their hair done sometime or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Get their nails done. But see, when your money different, when you're in a different tax bracket, you can do a little more. You know what I'm saying? Like, like with me, the women that I've been involved with, and I can, and I like you. You know what I'm saying? And I deal with you. Like, I'm gonna better your situation. Like, I don't need you around. Like, like most niggas don't want. And, and I ain't gonna call out his name, but you know what I'm talking about. He want somebody that's dependent upon him. Most most of y'all dudes y'all age don't want no girl that got more than y'all. That got their own house or nothing like that. Y'all don't want them kind of girl. Y'all want these old Section Eight Instagram <laughs> girls that's right here. <laughs> Showing booty flow. shorts on, on, on Facebook and all that. Ain't got shit. Let me get some money for my nail. Them the kind of girls. Y'all don't want them girls that's independent. Got their own. Niggas intimidated by that. They want a girl. They feel like the control of them. If I financially got them, then, you know, like, I got them. No. Mm-mm, I don't want that. I want a woman. Like, if she ain't got what I whatever, I'm going to help her get there. Because at the end of the day... Like, if you really love a woman, when you, something happened to you, I always had this mentality, especially when, back in my sinning day, when I was in the streets and all that, was something might happen to me, I might go to jail, I might die, anything. I want you to not have to depend on no nigga. I want you to be able to fend for you. I'm going to teach you to hustle. I'm going to teach you, you going to have, if you're going to deal with me, you're going to have some goals, like, you gonna lay them out like what you want with your life. I, I think that's what's wrong with a lot of people. Like they ain't got no goals. Like if I'm gonna deal with you, what's your goal? You just not gonna sit around here talking about you damn. Just want to be around here going to the mall every week. Like what? What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> right. You're not just gonna sit around here and get high with your homegirl. What is it that you want to do? You want to go back to school? Okay. We gonna. I'm gonna show you how to go fill out some papers. We gonna go do this. People ain't got no plan. That's what's got a lot to do with it. So no, I don't want no girl. I want my woman to be. I want her to be on my level of better. It wouldn't bother me at all that my girl got more money than me. Right. It don't bother me. I'm not intimidated by that. That's cool. We're a power team. I'm cool with that. Power cup. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, that's just how I see it. Because you bring something different to the table than, than hers. And y'all could just. It's easier when y'all not having money problems. At the end of the day is what you're trying to hey, say. Most marriages and relationships end because of financial reasons. Like I saw that on like. TV or whatever, 90% of divorces is because of finances. So, like, if once again, I learned from my uncle. He said, no finance, no romance. If your pocket's fucked up, you don't need to be worrying about no relationship. That's, I know it sounds cruel, but that's true. Like, if you broke, how you sitting there worrying about love and, 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 and like, stressing about the, like you and this girl y'all going through it or whatever nigga get your money right first right mm-hmm. then everything else gonna fall into play but you got to you got to be self-sufficient man you gotta go out there and get it man right you're right about that like but what do you feel about like because they say i remember like listening to something and it was talking about like how back in the day it was pimping now you listen to the radio it's tricking i'm gonna run through the money run i'm gonna buy you a drink i'm in love with a stripper uh Fuck up a check, throw money in the strip club. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, why is it now all of a sudden, like, the strip club culture so big, niggas throwing money in the strip club? Like, what do you think about that? Because I was having an argument with Snoop the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to nobody who throws money in the strip club. I just feel like it's dumb because you're throwing away money, if you ask me personally. Hold on. Now, now let me tell you. I, I'm going to kick you some knot. Now, I'm a strip club expert. 
Not because, like, like when we used to go to the strip club, like, people like your generation and maybe in their 30s just start going to the A. Me and my team and my homies, we've been going to the A in the late 90s. We've been going to damn Gentleman's Club. We've been going to Magic City. We used to go to Nikki's Boxing on Tuesday night. But let me tell you the difference between then and now. Now, niggas go, it's all about self-esteem. Like, that builds their self-esteem. Like, to be liked, to be like, oh, look at this nigga doing this. Back then when we went to the strip club, this was what real niggas did. Like, you had some niggas put some money down on stage. But really, me and my homie, we're going there. We'll get 10 of the baddest girls in there. Let them dance in front of us all night. We don't even look at them. They count the songs. At the end of the night, this one might say, you owe me 900 This one might say, you owe me 700 No money on the floor. We pay you at the end. You dance for us all night. No other niggas in here, you're going to dance for us all night. You're going to bend over. You're going to dance. We don't even be looking at them. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, nigga, this what we do. They bent over dancing. We got all the women. We got the baddest ones in here all night. Yo, we paying them all night. I'm talking about two, three hours. You know, it's $10 a song. Yeah. We got 10, 15 girls dancing all night. Right. That's what we used to do. At the right. end of the night, our tab might be this one 900 this one 1000 This one 500 And that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? These days, niggas want to go get 2,000 ones, throw them in the air. I don't do that because, first of all, number one, the police be in there. If they think that the feds and shit don't be in there, they do. Number two is niggas, them thirsty niggas be in there. They looking for a lick. They ain't got no money. Christmas time, <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> niggas ain't got no money. They trying to lick. Number two, they going to follow you home. They looking to, you know what I'm saying, knock your head off. Number three is like, like you, you, you don't want to put everybody in your business like that. You feel me? Right. You want to go in there like me. I go to strip club. I don't go there for sexual pleasure. Like I don't. I think a lot. I don't know. I think a lot of them niggas going there because they be horny. Like they be really. <laughs> like I don't go in there to get aroused at a strip club. To me, like I respect strippers. Because if I was a bad female and I was young, I'd be on that pole. <laughs> I'd be on that pole. I'm being dead ass serious. Like, hey, but guess what though? I use that for my next move. Yeah. Don't make that shit no career. You thirty something years old still right. dancing. I no. respect strippers too because it's like the street. I ain't gonna lie, it's like the streets for girls. It's like hey, selling dope. Hey, for dog, girls. you got. Hey, Bar if I had the body and stuff, I was a girl. I would be shaking my ass. But guess what? I would have a plan. This is what my goal is. When I make this certain amount of money, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm up out of here. That's what niggas in the game need to do. Have a goal. Like, what is it that you want to do? And, and I'm not knocking nobody hopes and dreams. Please, nobody don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But that rap shit, leave that shit alone. Turn it on World Star. And look how many motherfuckers with money got videos on there. You never heard of them. You'll never hear. That's a waste of damn money. Let that rap shit go. You can't be a rapper and in the streets. Jeezy was one of the only niggas that I done been out partying with this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right. Casually, I, I, we was in the same circle. It ain't many niggas out here that can... Hustle and rap. Let that rap shit go. Right. It's, it, listen, it's hard to make it. You know what I'm saying? If you want to make $500 to $1,000 at Showman, leave that rap shit alone. If you're going to be a street nigga, be a street nigga. Leave that rap shit. That's a waste of money. Let them record companies go. Like, tell me you got a, your own record label and all that. Let that shit go. Because that's not, that's not what it is. I'm just being dead ass serious. And I'm not hating on you or nothing. 
Hey, I like some of your music, but that's in, in, like us as black young men. Let me tell you what we do. We try to get in a shit like markets that's saturated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we do it. We see other people, people do. do. Yeah. Oh, I seen that nigga make some money off that. No. Carve your own niche. Find some shit that ain't nobody else doing. That's where you make the money. Right. You know, when you when you in here doing like, oh, this nigga doing this. I seen the nigga. Hey, now I hear that the thing is, and I put it out there. Oh, I'm going to jump on a plane now and go get me some pounds of weed, some cattle. Man, them crackers <laughs> only going to let you do that but so long. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> Let's be real. Hey, white people, when they see us doing something, no, they only going to let us capitalize but so long. That's, that's going to run out. That's real. Come true. up with you another, because... It they catching on to that. The they, best thing for niggas to do right now is scam. If you're gonna be in the street. no, that That's credit card shit, shit. Leave that credit card <laughs> shit alone. Shout out to my niggas. Shout out to my niggas swiping PC uh-uh. pieces. Shout uh-uh. out to my niggas. Uh-uh. Leave that credit card shit alone. Leave people credit alone. <laughs> right. That shit. Leave that shit alone, dog. Cause if they don't do no no, leave, hey, I'm trying to tell you, dog. Leave that shit alone. No, no, if you think you're gonna be saying Mount Wan, eventually all 50 states gonna be legal, and then what you gonna do then? You ain't, gonna be, ain't nobody gonna want to buy that shit when they can go to the store right around the corner and buy 30 different types of high grade marijuana. Like, yeah. no, you got to think outside. Like that marijuana shit. Hey, use that to prepare yourself, and you need to go on to something else. I'm being dead ass serious, cause, yeah. cause like. Like a lot of these people delusion and I'm not hating, I'm just keeping it one hundred with you. That leave a lot of that shit. Hey, have you a damn plan, have you a backup plan, go find you something else, find your niche. Do something else. Jewels. So you so you honestly think the rap game I feel like a lot of dudes It's if, tough, dog. It's tough as hell. If you I, can get you one hit, you got enough money. Hey, or whatever, like, uh what's my man's uh I'll go on my watch. That did, yeah, has yeah, he yeah. had one hit since then? He had another hit. No, no, big no. If you, it if, wasn't a hit. No, it he wasn't no damn it was hit. Like, it was like an overseas hit. You'll I never hear nothing cool. from him ever again. Leave that there. rap shit. Like I rap, do it. Hey, do it as a hobby. But if you're trying to make it your life, do you know how many people out there trying to make it? And I'm like, 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 it's like winning the lottery. To get you a major record deal is like winning the lottery, dog. You know, it's yeah. like winning the lottery. Yeah, like it's tough, and I'm not knocking nobody's dreams because, and and I believe in it. If you feel like you can do it, I'm gonna support you. I listen to a lot of local. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people around here got some good sound of music. Shout out to Mr. Mac. Yeah, like yeah. Hey, I like I don't Mac. know him, but I, I like his music. You know what I'm saying? He moving the right way. Hey, though. hey. But at the end of the day, let me tell. You, look at this. Big Meech had Blue Da Vinci. Had the most money behind him than anybody can have. Still never blew. Still never really blew like that. That's hey, real. it's hard to make it. I don't care what kind of money you got. It's just. It's, it's got to be organic. Hey, you got to be lucky. to. Ha- the ha- it's like winning a lottery. You make a hit. You know what I'm saying? Soldier Boy had one, two hits. He ain't had nothing since, but he's still relevant because he all on social media and all that. He got other little business stuff. It's hard to make it in that rap game, dog. It's like music. Ain't like niggas ain't rapping about that no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't sold dope. It ain't everybody rapping about dope. They like everybody ain't done that. And like uh, nobody don't tell a story no more. Like I'm a maybe they can call me old school. Like Tupac, that nigga told a story. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can relate to that. Like like Jeezy, I like it. Like uh, Biggie, like they tell stories. You know what I'm saying? Like these niggas not just be like. 
Da, 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 I mean, that's the mainstream. You, you, you going off what's on the radio, though. You going off the little Uzi. I mean, no. we still got but J. I'm gonna Cole. Tell you, we I'm got tell you, I don't know. I'm going to tell you what's got, real, though. No, I'm, let, I'm, let me tell you why I look like J. Cole. Like, I call that tree-hugging music. Like, I'm not into that kind of, that New York-style rapping with all that. I can't relate to that. I'm, I'm living in the South. I just can't relate to that. And I'm sure it's, it, they talented because I listen to what they're saying. They telling stories like J. Cole and uh, Kendrick Lamar and them, like, that, that kind of music, like, I respect them. A lot of respect. They good, but what they talking about ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Right. Like, like what mm-hmm. I'm see. Like they talk about like national issues and different stuff. Like they like they they got good music. Like those dudes are talent. Like you can tell by their wordplay. But a lot of this shit that's out here, like Kodak Black and all that kind of shit, them they, they can't rap. But Kodak Black can rap in a oh, sense yeah. though. Kodak can rap. Man, Listen, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Just because a nigga not talking about no astronomical shit, I can compare Kodak Black rapping to Jeezy rapping. He's saying real, Kodak Black ain't sitting here saying no gibberish blah blah man, shit. Hey. He talking about some real shit. No, I'm gonna tell you. When Jeezy came out, nigga so, said the same thing. No, because Jeezy really no, can't. Jeezy like can't rap. No, not man. Really. Listen, what if, if, if you going by that same no, logic? I no, say Jeezy can rap. No, but if you gonna go by that same no, logic, he rap. But these niggas, they use that. Kodak What's that Black shit called? Auto tune or whatever. They use all that shit. Like that shit is not rap. Like that shit. Uh, rap. Look, what's the song uh, they keep playing already about a friend on my ex bitch or whatever? Yeah, that's he rapping. No, that's not. No, listen, hey, he sound. It sound elementary. Like, no but oh, he that. didn't even auto, he use auto tune. No, no, but he sound like an elementary. Like what he's saying is so elementary. But that a lot of the old school and, rap was, and was, was, was no, no, man. I I can't I can't do it. Like it ain't got nothing to do with my age because. Even though I'm in my forties, like I'm in tune. Like I got more swag than most niggas y'all age. Yeah, I'm in tune with all the music. I'm in tune with everything. Like that's to me. He he just one of the people that can't rap. I like. like <clears throat> see, I I don't really bump. But like it's certain music for certain moves for me. Like Twenty One Savage, like them, Kodak, like, like they, they, none of them moves. can't rap. To me, that's, certain moves. That's not good. M- I mean, music. I mean, it's it, if you could say the set. People said the same thing about Jeezy, though. No, but I'm going to tell you who evolved and who out. couldn't rap. But I've been listening on his Instagram. He gave me to release some new songs, and he evolving as a rapper. Black Youngster now is t- from that bullshit. Now he's starting to rap some. Like, to me, like, th- that ain't Kodak that. Black always rapped, though. No, that man is terrible, man. Kodak Black and always rapped. He the dark skin with the little doodle balls in his hand he like that. He cut him. Yeah. yeah, but he, yeah. And he ugly on top of that. Like, he, 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 he can't rap. No, he don't But it's no organic, that. though. It's like it's like mm-hmm. when Plies came out. No, like, I think. He say some I don't, real shit. No, no. Plies can rap. He can rap. I think he, he ain't going to. Black, if, if no, they Kodak Black and the they Savage, the they can't. Place. No, I'm not knocking them, and I'm not knocking because they making money. I can't yeah. talk about nobody. I don't give a damn if yeah, he's singing ABCs. He making money, so you can't hate on nobody yeah, making no money. You ain't hating. You just saying your opinion. But to me, in that profession, he can. That's not rap to me. Like that's not sitting on my. Head. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's rap. Future make that song. If he had that by himself, that would future raps. Even though he got the other future, damn, got that it factor. When you're a rapper, you got like when you're an entertainer. Savage got the it. He ain't got the it. Yeah, yeah. He Why black he as don't? hell, and he know he don't. He got, he Twenty one Savage got, got the it. No man. Twenty one Savage got the it. Mm-hmm. The Migos. Migos take off from the Migos. I didn't like the Migos, but this new album, they singing stuff. They show a wide range of stuff. Like they, they, like, like, like they kind of changing the rap game a little bit. Migos, they they change. Everybody wants to sound like the Migos. No, but I'm gonna tell you, no, 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 hey, but they, they tight. Like I like them. Yeah, they changed the whole landscape of music. Let me say that they growing on me. 
Yeah, they changed the whole landscape yeah. of music. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they changed the yeah. whole landscape. Chief Keef can't rap. No, Chief Keef never really could. No, rap. like, but Chief Keef was rapping at first though. Chief I, Keef I ain't was rapping at first. No, Chief Keef was Chief rapping. Keef was. No, he was rapping, but he he like, was no, rapping, rapping. Chief Keef was rapping. No man, them dudes like like I'm just naming some people off the top of my head. If I really sat down and thought, it's a lot of people like that. Just like the rap game, just like. I don't know. If you're lucky to get you a hit, then you're lucky. But a lot of these people, like most most people in the street, want to be rappers. You can't right. mix. You, that's just not. Right. No. Find you something else. You're right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, mean, I, I, I That's my opinion. Dreams, but right. I don't think niggas should be in a trap house saying I'm depending on rap to get up out the streets. No. There you go. Do that. That, okay, you said it better than me. I think you got to have a more solid plan that because the rap game is so saturated. Turn on World Star. Look how many niggas got money with but. bona fide damn like bona fide damn videos that look like some five star production shit. But they like ain't nobody really they listening. To but a lot of people though, uh, it's a lot of people that you never heard of that's almost damn near millionaires just off of they buzz. That's doing like shows like Ugly God. You never heard of him. He doing tour. You got niggas like XXX, Temptation. You got niggas like Lil Peep. It's a lot of dudes. I that's, never, I never but they doing that. tours though. Rob Banks, he just signed with Cash Money. Shaggy Son. He been rapping for like five years. He had a buzz for five, six years doing overseas but, shows. Okay. You never overseas, heard of Overseas, we talking about here in the United no, States. No, in the United States too. Hey, like, but you got a lot of dudes though. I ain't gonna, uh, you know what? Because you got. I ain't gonna sit here and shit on niggas' rap dreams because it's a lot of people no, that I'm make a way. No, no. What I'm it's, saying it's, it's is, people that make no, a way though. Don't let that be your. Own. You got to come. Yeah, up you with just got to find your niche. It's though. tough to me. To me personally, it's tough. I don't want to kill. Just like sing on anything else. Follow your dreams, but don't like the rap game. To me, is very hard to break through in major and make life changing money. Yeah, it's hard to break through. Yeah, yeah. True. In my I opinion, just more, my I think opinion. it's harder to stay in. Because I mean, you got a lot of people that's breaking it. But I mean, when you think about the longevity, you think about like the Drake careers, like the the people that's actually coming year after year without successful albums. I feel like it's harder to do that. I feel like it's easy. It, it's hard to break into the mainstream. That's right what now. I'm talking about, mainstream. But, but mainstream, only thing that only thing that separates mainstream from independent is big corporations and bigger budgets. Like you got dudes that got millions of fans that do sixty million views that don't got no label deal, no nothing, no big managers, never been on the Breakfast Club. You never heard of them, but it's a million kids that stream their music and listen to their music off of SoundCloud, and they get paid from SoundCloud. Well, Kevin Gates was that way for a long time. Kevin Gates was that way, but Kevin Gates had more of a man. Kevin Gates can rap. Kevin Gates can rap. Yeah, That's like he fact. one of the best ones. That's a fact. Modern day, like he. Te- when you when you listen and you flip from one song to another, it's like a whole different story. He rapping about something different. Boom, boom, boom. It's like he can rap. I right. give him that. I don't he like his music though. To be honest, yeah, straight. I like I like I like his music. Yeah, like he can music. rap. He can rap. It's a lot of dudes in the. It's rap not game. about it's not about lyrics nowadays though. When you really think about it, dude, the people that's really rapping ain't really successful. Like, they they ain't really got that them radio spins like the people like the little Uzis. Like Lil Uzi can't rap. Music. The people that's making he that cannot music. rap. Like, and I'm surprised he got a show at the township. Cause I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell I, you, the high school kids I heard like him. Or whatever, like, I can't believe that they would listen to him because that is god awful. That's no, my opinion. It's not god awful. Yes. I'm gonna tell the, you what. It's the new thing. I'm gonna tell you thing. what though. Anytime I listen to a song and I may not like it, I may not like it at first, but I can say I see why it is where it is. 
Like, if you can listen to a song and say, I might not like this, but I understand why it's hot, then you still in I tune. don't see how it's hot. I understand why Lil Uzi Vert is hot. I understand why Lil Yachty is hot. I actually like some of their stuff. I'm not going to say and bump a Lil Yachty mixtape or Uzi Vert mixtape, but I see why they hot. I like their music. Dude, dude got his own style. He's original. He's, his music's catchy. He got his own little flows. I mean, his it's just different. pretty good, though, too. I'm going to be honest. I like it's a couple good. of his songs. His mixtape is pretty straight. I like a couple of his songs. I understand why he hot, though. Mm-mm. I understand. <laughs> it's not God awful. It's actually pretty no, good. But you, we from two different. Man, I'm about to say the no. same thing. Cause my dad feel the same way, bro. Yeah, but y'all, I, I, I feel like I feel like y'all just so used to tradition. No, it y'all ain't no tradition. I like a lot of new people. I'm gonna tell you who I like, and I don't know why nobody ain't bring him here yet. If I was doing, why nobody ain't bring Ot Jennings? I like him. I like him. Ot Jennings is he club banger. I don't yeah. like. Yeah, I don't I like care him. for hits like that. Like, I, I I see. I don't now, really now, see I like his. Music. I'm gonna tell you who else. Uh, designer. I like him. I like he designer. killing overseas. I follow him on Instagram. This man being Switzerland sold out. Like I only I like, like Panda. Him. I ain't like no. Designer. I like no. Timmy Timmy I Turner. That's I like designer too, but I ain't like Timmy Turner. You crazy? Timmy Turner. You out your mind? Crazy. It's kind of hard to listen to. No man. Ain't no. Like, he ain't somebody, if I'm on the airplane, I'm going to listen to his whole CD. But, like, I, I like the new up-and-coming people, but them niggas, 21 Savage, and them, they are awful. I like me. 21 Savage. Somebody could be given free tickets, and I wouldn't go. They could give me free backstage pass, <laughs> I, like I wouldn't go. I like 21 Savage. I wouldn't even go near that. <laughs> I like Period. 21 Savage. That's just me. I like, I like a lot of the new music. I might not, per se, say that it's my favorite, but I understand why it's hot. Okay, I, I understand why it's hey. hot. Whatever, man. Yeah, they, like, like the music these days. I don't know. I, I'm I going understand. to see Jeezy at the House of Blues next month. Best concert I ever went to. I've seen just about everybody in concert. Four years ago, I went to see Jeezy perform at the House of Blues at Myrtle Beach. Best show ever. And I didn't went to see just about everybody. I didn't see the Chris Browns. I didn't see he put that show. The electricity in that building was the best I ever seen. I'm talking about the crowd participation. He had a band. Did he have a band? He had everything. He had a band. Cause usually hey, I seen him do bands hey, like on the tour. He he went from new to old. He he did his thing. Chopper you know? dot Chopper dot three tour. Hey, hey yeah, yes, month. yes. I'm going bonafide. Got VIP. Yeah, yeah, Jeezy is one. So that goes into my next question. Like, who are some of your influences? Like, like, as far like it's just as far as business goes. As far as your lifestyle goes, just as far as everything. You know, or, like, or even the music that they like, make. Like, like. My to be honest with you, it it ain't nobody really that I look up to like like besides like my pops and my uncle and stuff like like entertainers and stuff like I always been done my own thing you know like like I never because like like for instance your generation feel like if you ain't got some J's you ain't popping like to me J's George don't make me. I rather go by, like, like to me, like, <coughs> like. But society says if you got some J's, then you the nigga. Like, I ain't never been that type to follow fast like that. Like, I go buy what I like. You know what I'm saying? I like phones. I buy them not because everybody. I like designer shoes. I go buy Gucci, whatever. Like, I that's what I I like. But I ain't been the type that follow everybody. I, I'm I'm not that type. So I never really looked up nobody. Like everything that I do, whatever. Like it's like. I grew into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always been like, 
just like dress a certain way, cool, carry my self a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like I always had this saying: when the lights come on, they gonna always shine on me. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? I just got that confidence that that like like uh, I'm not a one thing about me is I'm not a insecure. Like a lot of these niggas running around here, walk around. Like a lot of men in general, not just let me stop saying that. A lot of men in general walk around here like they this confident man, but they really got low self esteem. But you'll never know. But it's little signs that show like the ones that the attention seekers they really got low self esteem, and and that helps build their self esteem by getting attention, and et cetera, et cetera. So I always carry myself like like my own way, you know. Yeah. Like I never really been a follower. I always been not necessarily needed like like. I, I never like with my group like if I got everybody got like I, I don't treat somebody like oh I'm above them you know what I'm saying even though I might have more of them like I want my homeboy like 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 back then like my homeboy if he ain't got it when we go somewhere I'm not we're not gonna go to like we out of town his money ain't right I'm buying an outfit like this and he can only afford that I'm gonna make sure he on my level I want him to shine just like me but most people ain't like that though you know what I'm saying? Like, like most niggas ain't like that. They want to be above everybody, even their own closest homeboys. Like, right. like, like a lot of dudes, like in the game, they getting money, and all the niggas around them starving. Right. Like, like to me, that's foul. To me, that's not being a real nigga. Like Jay Z said, if every nigga in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. Nobody will fall because everyone will be each other's crutches. Yeah, that's real hey, shit hey, though. Hey, look, look around. Ain't calling. Look at a lot of these niggas out here getting money on Instagram. Not hating. Let's be real. But the niggas around them ain't living like them. Like, I ain't saying he got to give it to them, but he got to show them the blueprint. A real nigga gonna show them the blueprint and and want them. I want people around me to have more than what I got. Yeah, you can't. You know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't cut from that cloth. You know, yeah. you can't give it to them, but you can encourage them and 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 like. Like, let's just say I'm gonna give you an instant. I, I got a team. I'm getting them things over there for damn eight hundred. But we cut but when it get back here, I'm charging the people around me two bands. Bring me back two bands. That's not a real nigga if that's your real nigga. Guess what? If I'm getting it for eight hundred, the the people that I call my team. I'm gonna let them get it for eight hundred. That's what we gonna do. We gonna. Get, I want them to do like me. But if you notice, the ones who do got money, everybody around them got less than them. That ain't how they want to keep them niggas up under them. Uh, up under them. They want yes niggas. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not the way the game's supposed to be. Right. Just like, kicking a little knot. Like not if you a real nigga. Like one thing about me is I want people around me to do better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't hate and sit back and be like, oh look at this nigga. I don't do that. I'm not a hater. Like, you doing good? That's good. You know what I'm saying? I like to see other people do good. But most people, especially here in Columbia, they don't want, they hate to see somebody else do good. You know? And it's like niggas in Columbia are so, like, obsessed with, like, I go on, like, I don't really get on Facebook at all, honestly. But when I see stuff on Facebook, like, people send me stuff, it's always some negative shit. And my whole yeah. Facebook, everybody that I know around here is Facebook. Their Facebook consists of nothing but niggas in Columbia, niggas yeah. they went to school with, and everybody that's on Facebook posting all day is always posting some negative shit, and I'm just negative. like, 
Damn, man. Hey, but like, I, you, I, I'm glad I don't get on this. Hey, shit. and you hit it on the nail. Like, I learned a long time ago that when you put yourself around positive people trying to have something, that shit, like, shit work better for you. It when do. you're around a bunch of negative niggas, miserable, they ain't got nothing going for themselves. Right. Nine out of ten times, you ain't, y'all not, you're not going to make it nowhere. Right. It's who you surround yourself with, who you link up with, who you got around. Like, I got some friends that I had back in the day. We grew apart because they over here doing this. Whatever, I'm love you from a distance, but I can't be with you every day. Like, I can't be with you like that because me and you got two different things. Like I'm trying to achieve this, and you trying to do this. And and you know, shout out to Wages Transportation. I want to let you know, like like we was talking, like I'm switching subs a little bit. Like I keep saying, find you something else. I'm rehabilitated. I was what you saw on TV. I'm what you see on these videos. I was that. You know what I'm saying? But I had a plan. I knew a long time ago. I had jobs. I worked at Lowe's. I did all kinds of shit. I did whatever it took to survive. That's another thing. I pride, you know, getting into something. Donald Trump want to run these Mexicans away. But guess what? If we run these Mexicans off, a lot of the shit, like McDonald's and shit like that, is. Black young blacks now we too good for that shit. Like like but they don't have that by any means necessary. Like if tomorrow if I get broke and I gotta go stand out there in front of damn Liberty Tax with that suit on, if that's what it takes for me to survive that day, that's what I'm gonna do. Too many people got too much pride, but their pockets fucked up. You can't have your pockets fucked up and have pride. You gotta do whatever you gotta do to survive to the next day. That's what you gotta do. And uh so you know, I was in the game. I had a plan. I figured out a long time ago, I wanted my own, you know, I need to work for myself. I want my own business. I've had uh, barn grills, clubs, tent shops, auto body shops. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? I've had I've had it. And I learned each time, I, I like, I didn't take business in college. So I had to learn. My learning curve was steep. I lost a lot of money. You know, hey, dog, uh, let's go, go on with me on this. I did that, you know. Lost money, did I made money, lost money, made, but now where I'm at, all because of what I went through, you know what I'm saying? I lost money or whatever. I lost money trying to make money. That's what the point I'm trying to say. If you're gonna lose some money, do it trying to make money. Don't lose money giving away, like you said, throwing in the strip club. It's okay because I do it sometimes. I go get sections, etc. etc. But you got to take your money like Start, now I'm in a business. I love it. This is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to pass it on to my kids. Hopefully, my kids going to pass it on to their kids. So, that's the key. If you're going to hustle and be out here in the streets or whatever you're doing. I don't give a damn if you got five jobs. Have you a plan, man. Have you, like, like the next time you get a chance, go to ten random people and say, Hey, man, what you want to be? What you want to do with yourself? I guarantee you most people gonna don't know. No matter, even 30 years old. Mother don't know what they, like, what you want to do, what you want to be. Most people don't know what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, dog. Like, how you, how you going to know where you going if you don't know where you want to go? You know? Facts. So, that's the main thing. We got a lot of lost people out here because they don't know. They just don't know. They don't know what they want to do. They don't take time to sit down and think about what going to make me happy, what I want to do. You know, and running my own business. That's what made me happy. That's what I did, you know. Right. And I'm doing good. I'm blessed. All because of God, nothing else. Because, you know, he blessed me. Got nice contracts. I'm able to work with my son. I, 
employ some other people. You know what I'm saying? Player plus prayer plus work equals results. Yeah, you Real know, talk. it's all a hey, results. And and that's what it is. And I'm thankful because I could have easily been right now laying down doing a bid. I got some homies right now that's never gonna get out. Right. One of my close friends, he got forty plus another ten. So this man ain't gonna get out till he ninety something. I mean, he gonna die there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I like uh, we all know people. Like you know, even your dad. You know what I'm saying? We could we were lucky. So and, and your dad, a smart businessman, like have you a plan, man? You can't just sit there and just be in the streets or whatever you're doing, or being a stripper or whatever. You're doing something. Illegal. You can't do that shit forever, man. You can't do that forever. You got to have a plan, man. You, you got do. to regard. Go back to school. Do something. You can't do that forever. You do. Make you enough money. Move. Relocate. Start your life over. Right. You know, a lot of people can't start their life over because they done built this name here and they feel like they have to live up to that perception. Right. You know? And that's just that's just some real shit right there. I'm just being straight up like you gotta humble yourself, man, and just try to do something different, man. It's real out here. The times is it's hard, man. It's hard out here. You right. Know? Right. You're right about that. Like you you know, you, you had a lot of businesses. I remember you had the tent shop, remember you had the bar and grill. Yeah. I remember, and, and even when you would take losses, you wouldn't let it affect you, like, personally. Like, you would always be the same, yeah. mellow, chill, joking, ordering pizza. Even when business wasn't going good, you'd still be chilling. How am I going to go about making it right the next day? Yeah. How am I going to go about making up for these losses that I just took? You know, I, I, I admire how you took losses in stride. Oh, yeah. How you did what you had to do to survive. Yeah. It's all about, you know, you do, you know, it's okay. Like, I got this little saying, like, you know, you ain't got to fall off, but it's okay to fall back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and most people couldn't rebound from what I did. I lost high six figures. You know what I'm saying? I lost six-figure money on some of my businesses. But it's okay, though. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I. I you know, I was reckless with my money, some, but I also, as I got older, I was smart, like, you know what I'm saying, put money up. You're going to take some, in business, a lot of people say, I want to own my own business. It's, when you own your own business, you got to be married to your business, dog, like, and I wasn't. Like, I was an absent owner a lot. I was, I had a business, but I'm down here in the A, section up, 10 bottle <laughs> in my business. I got, nobody going to care about your business like you do. Right. You know, nobody going to take care of your shit like you, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like, just like, I know you didn't let your homeboy wear your shoes. That nigga ain't going to walk straight in your shoes like you will. Right. You <laughs> that's real. So that's how it is. So I was, I learned everything, but it made me a better business owner now today. But you got to go through that. You can't give up. You got to say, hey, I learned. You know, I learned the hard way, but, hey, it made me better for it. And I felt like God took me through that because he, you know, to prepare me for now. I'm all about shit just... God do stuff for a reason. I don't be like, damn, why this shit happened to me? Down the line, I see it like, okay, that's why he did that. Right. You know? So you, so the L's, the losses that you took, made you the man that you are today and the businessman that yes, you are today. It, it made me like, the learning curve, like, keep up on your taxes, shit like that. I learned, like, okay, you got to do that. That's, that's part of the reason a lot of blacks... African Americans, we our businesses don't last because we don't have our paperwork right. Right. We one of them don't want to pay our taxes and shit. And I learned I was one of them. Like I, I ain't giving the government money. No, <laughs> these people gonna get their money out you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Have your paperwork right. 
uh, do right. You know, when you're a, a black business owner, you got to go above and beyond than on like and not know some racist shit like the expectations from us. We have to do a little bit more to even have our own supporters yeah, to yeah. even have niggas yeah. buy stuff from us. Yeah. Cause yeah. like um some. No, matter of fact, Ludacris opened a restaurant. I was talking to somebody, and they was like, yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, Ludacris has opened a restaurant. And then the person I was talking to was like, his restaurant better not, his food better not be high. And I'm like, damn, you motherfuckers will go to Roof Chris <laughs> and spend $50 on a plate. But yeah. this man opening a chicken and waffle restaurant, what if that man is charging $20? Yeah. Shit, if it's quality foods, you're going to pay for it. It's a black-owned business. I don't give a fuck. If I'm going to go to your restaurant and it's a black-owned business, I'm going to spend whatever as long as the quality good, the food good, the service is but, good, and it's clean. But you know what? You know what? It's all about. I'm, I'm going to go broader than that. It's all about priorities. A lot of people, especially us as people, our priorities fucked up. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is, now, check this out now. Real talk. Motherfuckers be talking about they ain't got nothing and whatever. You don't see many motherfucking phones cut off. They must, hey, they ain't got no car. They ain't got nothing. But they damn, they cell phone be on every month. You know what I'm saying? I think your priorities fucked up. If you ain't got nowhere to stay and you bouncing around from house to house, but your cell phone on, your priorities fucked up. That right. to me, like have like having somewhere to live and shit like that, like, I think it like that's priority. A lot of people priorities just fucked up. Right. And that's got a lot to do with it. Especially your generation. Like, the priorities messed up. Right. They'll spend two hundred on some J's, but don't like you said, don't don't something that they need to take care of. They walk around with their damn donut on their car. <laughs> but they got some J's on. Your priorities right. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you live with your girl, you y'all living in section eight and shit like that and you And yo, uh, like, like, like you living fucked up and all that, and your shit, your sh- priorities fucked up, dog. Yeah, a lot of people just you ain't got no health insurance, but you right here, your phone on and all that, your your priorities messed up. What do you attribute that to? That's just, just the, the new generation. Yeah. Or do you think no guidance? You think no guidance? A lot of people don't have OGs. Like, I, like this goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I had. OGs, you see people get it twisted. OG, they think you're talking about a gangster. No, somebody to pull your coattail and tell you that's not the right way to go. That's not what you need to do. That you need to do this to go this way. Don't make the same mistake I did. Don't do this. Don't do that. Hey man, you need to do this, man. You're right. You know about this, that, and third. You're right. Most like, 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 if if you were to do a a, a in depth analysis of like a lot of these people, like that's fucking up around Columbia. If you dig into their life. It's something that contribute to the way that the reason they acted. It's not that somebody wake up and be like, like, oh, he was born to be that way. It was, like you said, ain't nobody. If you look at their family structure, like, 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 how I was raised and what my mom and them told me, like you said, your dad and them, that's a reference guide for me. Right. Like, when I'm at a crossroad, is this right or wrong? I think back to, damn, my dad ain't always, my mama always told me this or my dad always told me that. You know what I'm saying? So, somebody who ain't got a reference guide, they reference guide is the niggas that they in the gang with. Right. You know what I'm saying? They not going to have the same morals and values that somebody who had somebody to tell them right from wrong. You know? Right. Because my pops, I say 80% of the stuff he told me growing up. I remember I was in the car riding with him one day, right? Probably like eight or nine. I was like, my, I was telling him a story. I was like, yeah, my friend... 
He was like, nigga, you ain't got no friends. You probably got one friend, one or two friends. Snoop your friend and Jordan your friend. I was like, what you mean? Why you? He was like, look, nigga, you don't have no friends. Trust me, you don't have no friends. You got, you only gonna have one or two real friends in this world. And, and, and I swear to God, like, when I turned 16, all the stuff that he told me growing up, eight, nine, ten years old, came to life. You ain't got no friends. If you're gonna do something, do it by your lonely. Um, stop hanging with that person. Stop hanging with this person. Snoop your real friend. Jordan your real friend. And I swear everything he said came true. And oh. ever since then, he always been the voice of reason in my head. Like, oh yeah, you know, I don't mean do that's this, true. Don't do hey. that. Even you, stuff you would tell me. Like, look, y'all boys don't need to do it. You would say it in a joking way, but you still yeah. said something real. Like, that we took the heart. Like, me and Snoop and anybody that was around us took the heart. Yeah. You know, you always made sure, you know, you would take us to the club. You would make sure we was with you because you knew what we was into. Yeah. So, you would make sure we were with you. And, you know, we ain't going to act up on your watch. So, mm-hmm. you know, a, a lot of people don't have that, though. That's what I feel like a lot of kids and people they our don't. age don't have or don't. never had. Like, I had somebody to tell me anywhere I went, even niggas in the streets, I'd be somewhere and they'd be like, yeah, you don't even know. I know your pa. I'd be 15 in the club, grown club, and somebody would come up to me like, yeah, you Chris, son. Yeah. And I'd be like, dang. Yeah. You and, know, and they'll just talk to me and tell me whatever, whatever. I'd be in there on some whole other stuff, but they'd be like, look. I know your dad, so it's like I got that extra, them extra eyes on me. You know, I had like a lot of OGs in the streets, like not wouldn't say the but, streets, but OGs around that would tell me right from wrong and show me the way. But yeah, and see, the, the thing is, whenever I do come across somebody who in a situation, I try to talk to them or whatever. Right. But lately, what I've been telling everybody, man, I'm gonna be honest with you, Columbia for a black young male is not a prosperous place. It's not. And a, a lot of these. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these y'all age, they don't want to go nowhere. They like, like the go, like Charlotte, an hour away. Yeah, I used to have an apartment up there. I used to bounce back and forth. Charlotte, an hour away. Like oh, we remember that. It's apartment. a whole different <laughs> life up there. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different life. Like, right. Like, I'm not knocking South Carolina. It's our home, but we behind times compared to wherever I've traveled. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've been to three continents. So. I've been ever I've seen the Midwest, I've been everywhere. It's Columbia is not how the real world is. It's really not. You know, and, and, and it's it's sad when I drive through Columbia, like I see a lot of I be like, I feel sorry because this all a lot of these people know. Yeah. But what they don't realize is it don't take a lot of money to get out of Columbia. Like the ones that's young ain't got nothing holding y'all back. Go out and experience the world, man. It's so much more out there for everybody. It really is. You know what I'm saying? And for the ones that's getting money that got the money, hey, go somewhere else. Enjoy life, man. It's like, I'd be glad to see, like, some of them boys out there in Cali. I saw Freddie P out there in Vegas. Hey, Freddie P be everywhere. I admire him for that, dog, because it's a, he figuring it out. It's a whole world out there. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of opportunity right. out there that's not here in Columbia, that people willing to give you a chance other place, they don't see you like this is a very racist state. It is, you know what I'm saying. Not everybody. It's a lot of good white. It's a lot of bad white. It's a lot of good blacks. It's a lot of bad black in all nationality. I'm not saying that, but we behind times, dog. And like, just the way niggas move. Like my first time in New York, man. Every place that I went to, and it was a nigga that was my age. You know, we would connect and talk, and niggas would be like, "Yeah, I got three jobs." Yeah. 
Them niggas think different. Go to Cali. Yeah. Them niggas move different. It's yeah. like a whole nother vibe. Yeah. You meet niggas here. All niggas want to do is get high. All niggas want to do is worry about. Ain't no hope. It, it ain't mm. really no hope. Like, I, like when I started this podcast, niggas would be like, what is a podcast? I'm yeah. like, niggas don't know what a podcast is. You know? I'm trying to do other stuff, and niggas is just like, oh, that's cool, but shit, we're going to goddamn uh, go to the club tonight, bro. Oh, we're going to goddamn da 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 Like, damn, y'all niggas ain't even trying it's to go to Atlanta, man. New York. Niggas hey. ain't never even. Dog, Atlanta is one state over. One of three the most popping states. Three hours. And niggas never even been to yep. Atlanta. Yep, that three hours. Like, and the club, like, some of these ones, and, and, and I've had good times in Blue and all these other clubs. I, I'm not, not because, you know what I'm saying, they, for, they okay. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've been in there. But the thing is, an hour away, an hour and 15 minutes away, you can go to Charlotte and go to five, six, seven different clubs. You can go to the A. You can go, it's Charleston. You can go, it's other places. Like A flight to New York is an hour, Spirit Airlines. Yeah. From Myrtle Beach to New York, it's an hour, literally. Yeah. Hey, fly. A lot of these go buy J's for two, three hundred dollars. That's a plane But you can go get a plane ticket and fly somewhere down to Miami for two fifty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can drive to Miami for Six of y'all spit a room, forty dollars a piece. Like if you ain't got it like that, if you ain't able, right? (laughs) Y'all can you know what I'm saying? Link up and do what you gotta do, man. It ain't that hard, man. It's really not. But so they just so afraid. It's like they afraid to just branch out. Or whatever. And expand, spread yeah. their wings. Yeah. I think niggas is scared of the unknown though. That got a lot. I'm sure that's got a lot to do with it, but unfamiliar territory. Yeah. I just don't understand though, because me, if I was sitting on 10, 20, 30,000, niggas would never see me. Long as I'm able to get hey. my money and there you go. I'm out. There you go. I ain't got it like that now. And every chance I get to go somewhere, I'm gonna try to go. I used to, to go. travel like that. Like I said, I used to be gone and I can show you like I've been a little bit of everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I can't travel now for reasons, you know what I'm saying? My mom's sick and I take care of her or whatever, so right. I can't dip. But this year I said I'm going to get back to traveling, man. Like, like I've been to all, pretty much all the Caribbean. I've been to the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Turks and Caicos. I've been to Italy. I've been to Spain. Like, I've been all these places. And the thing is, like, to me that's worth more than any bottle popping in any club. The money I spent there, those are, like those memories and those are, is priceless. Worlds, are, it's a whole different world out there, man. And and to see so many of these people so narrow minded, like it's it's sad. Like I feel sad because it's out there for everybody. It's out there. Anybody can do it, you know. But it's just like today's time is like it's a lot of growing that got to go on, man. It's sad. But yeah, yeah, niggas do got to do a lot of growing though. Like niggas gotta <clears throat> definitely spread their wings and travel, like. Cause I just started traveling and I swear it opened your eyes up so much. Like going to the Bahamas, oh, going yeah. to New York, going to Tennessee, going to I actually drove trucks for a little while and I saw so many different cities. I saw Vegas, California, Oklahoma City, Texas. Yeah. I saw the whole West Coast Vegas. I had In and Out Burger. Oh, Shout yeah. out oh, to my yeah. trainer Chris, my nigga Chris. I, you know, and it's just crazy like being in the water, like it's seaweeds in the water. No, in Cali, no, I'm gonna tell, like, I'm a, so I'm tell y'all stuff. a funny story. I'm gonna tell you a funny story. So I went. Uh, I was in the St. John's Virgin Islands or whatever. So, right. um, the people I was with was like, "Now nah, I'm the only black." Now I, I I went with a bunch of rich, like uppity, like yeah, whites or whatever. So right. they was like, "Dwayne, let's uh, you know." We're going to take you, let's go snorkeling on this snorkeling excursions. I said, I'm with that. You right. know what I'm saying? So we out there on this boat, 
or whatever. So she, you know what I'm saying? They said, okay, uh, here's the snorkeling equipment. And I noticed some of the people on the boat, they snorkel all the time. They had their own stuff. Right. So I, I put on my shit. I was like, I felt like Aquaman. I'm telling you, I was like, <laughs> I, ain't never, I ain't never been out there like that. I grew up in Florida around the water, but I never been out, whatever. So we on this tour boat. We in the middle of the ocean. Beautiful. The, the, the captain of the ship said, okay, over there, when you get off the boat, if you go in these caves, they said it used to be gold, treasures, and all this kind of shit. So I'm sitting there, whatever, right? Right. So I'm on the boat, and everybody got their stuff on. So he's like, if you're inexperienced, step off the back of the boat, take, go ease yourself into the water. Right. I was like, okay. But then I noticed the experienced people. They had their shit on. They just flipped off the side of the boat. Yeah. So I'm like, the line was long to go off the back of the boat. Now I'm the only black person on there now. So I'm so I'm sitting there and I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, these motherfuckers, this line long. I can swim. Shit, these motherfuckers diving <laughs> off the side of this motherfucking boat. I'm about to jump. I'm about to jump off the side of this boat. Man, flip did like some old damn flip like like a like a circus flip off that. Moment. I said, fuck it, I'm gonna flip off the side. So I looked around. So I done flipped off the side of the damn boat, right? Yeah. You know, snorkeling the thing. Like, so I done went under the water. Damn. Sucked in all that damn salt water. Start drowning. Now, I can swim, but I start drowning. They threw a damn thing off the side of the boat, right? Yeah. Saved me out the, out the water. I didn't know when you dive off the side of the boat, right, that... You're supposed to seal the tube you, when you go underwater so you don't suck in the water. So the man told me I got to put on a floaty. So it's kids on this. <laughs> so, so now I got a damn, like, uh, ocean floaty on right. right there in the water, right? Right. So, okay, before I get to that, during this time, I was going to South Carolina State, right? And I was in the whole semester of swimming. And we had this damn instructor. He was a black dude. You remember that swimming movie called Pride? Yeah, 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 yeah. Junior, Junior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the nigga was like pride, like he was like one of them serious swimmers, and he taught us every stroke that you can make, the backstroke, the the butterfly, everything. You had to do it properly. That was your grade, right? So to make long story short, okay, I almost drowned. So I got the floating on. I'm in the water, right? So I'm following my friends into this cave. And the man told us on the boat, when you go in the cave, right, it's gonna be dark, and when your eyes open. You got to give your eyes a adjust. You'll be able to see inside this dark cave. Now, we go in the cave. The, the water ain't up about four feet deep. Rocks in there. So, my it's dark as hell, right? It's a, it's real narrow. So, we going in the cave. I'm, I'm trying to let you... Be, so, all of a sudden, my eyes adjusted. And I saw a whole bunch of these, like, long needlefish coming toward me. Like, going out the cave. They were going, like, right past me. So, I stood up in the cave. I said, piranhas! So, everybody on the whole tour just started... <laughs> Coming out, no, listen now, start running out the cave, right? Yeah. I tore my knees up on the damn rocks. So, <laughs> I'm swimming the boat by the damn quarter mile. I was so damn tired. Every stroke that that man taught us, now, I went from the damn backstroke to the side stroke. I started making up strokes. So, my damn flipper came off. I had one flip in one hand, and I was going sideways. I was on my side. I said, hey, <laughs> hey, dog. I got back to the boat. They said, what happened? I said, I saw piranhas. They was like. Piranhas, that's a freshwater. That's in the Amazon. I said, shit, they look like, hey, they had to call the first aid kit. They was like, you know what? You don't get back off the boat because I almost drowned and I didn't tore my knees out. And everybody <laughs> cut the tour short because yeah. they talk, I didn't yell piranhas in the damn What made you yell piranhas? You no, just wanted they to look, go back no, They look like fucking piranhas, dog. They had needle fit. It was needle fit. Yeah. They look like piranhas to me. So I just stood up. I was like, piranhas. <laughs> and, and everybody ran out. Hey, dog, I said, that right there show you. 
I was not culturized, but I learned, you know what I'm saying? That's just the experience I had. I ain't never been out there shit. I thought it was piranhas, but I found out. Yeah, right. Piranhas is a damn fresh water, and I was in the ocean in the salt water, but yeah. shit. Uh, another trip, I was there. I'm going to say this quick, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to end this, whatever. Uh, uh, damn, feed the stingrays. But during that time, I signed up for excursions, feed the stingrays. I think I was in, I forgot where I was. I was in Turks and Caicos. Okay. So... You stand in this thing and the damn stingrays come up and eat out your hand. I wouldn't get off the boat because that was during the time the crocodile hunter had died. A stingray bit him. So I said that on the damn trip. <laughs> so everybody was scared to go out there in the water. And the yeah. dude was like mad at me like, I'm going to take you back or whatever. I said, dog. <laughs> he talking about the stingrays on by. I said, the, the damn uh, crocodile hunter just got damn killed by a stingray. How the hell are you going to lie to all these people and say that, that whatever? He's like, well, why did you sign up? I said, I changed my mind. I saw them stingrays. I'm not going out there. <laughs> I'm not going to beat it. So, I sat on the butt. The boat hating like hell. Yeah, the like, boat. Well, I was, hey, I was like, hey, y'all better watch them damn stingrays. But I was serious, though. But the dude was mad as hell at me the whole time. <laughs> the, the I changed my mind. Yeah, he was mad because them people were scared like, oh, are they going to really bite? Yeah. They were like, no. I was like, I said, the crocodile hunter, they bit the crocodile. I said, how you going to lie to these people and the damn crocodile hunter just lie? Like, the people I was with, my friend, they was like, they were so embarrassed. They was like, we ain't taking your black ass nowhere. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's what they said. But right. real talk, though, dog. Get out and experience shit for everybody. Right. Hey. That's my goal for 2017. Hey, get out and I experience my- something, dog. If you can't go no further than damn Augusta, Go to Augusta. That's an hour away. Get out of Columbia, Beach. dog. Hey, you there you go. Go to, to Folly Beach in Charleston. Do something, dog, because... Hey, I'm telling you, like, life's short. Right. You know, you never know. Y'all, a lot of y'all people, y'all age, uh, Snoop was telling me a girl died that he knew got in a, hit a tree or something. R.I.P. Ashley. Yeah, you know, so. I don't know her like You that. never know, man. Like, like, and, and like, my mom said all the time, like, Dwayne, you ain't got no worry in the world. I live every day like it's my last. Like, you know, I try to do right by people, and I just live life, man. You know what I'm saying? Life right. too short. You never know when your time gonna come, and I literally live like that. You know, so, hey. Treat people right. Do the right thing, man. Live life. Treat these women with some respect. You know what I'm saying? Just because, like, real quick, just because she is your jump off, don't treat them like that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you want to know some of my secrets? Hey, even if she is that, you ain't got to make her feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to ruin her for the next man, and then you're going to have a daughter. You don't want nobody treating your daughter like that. So treat them with some respect. Even though she is just, you know what I'm saying, you smashing. You ain't got to treat them like that, dog. That's jewels for you niggas. You know? You ain't got to treat them like that. Facts. And, and I can say that because my nephews right here know when I go out, like, like, and I ain't, hey, when I go out, I put my lady, you know what I'm saying, uh, against anybody. Any girl that I'd have had with me. Facts! You know, I put them against any one of them. <laughs> and crazy. I ain't talking about, and I'm talking about young, y'all age, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Hey. That's just what it is. You want to know the secret? You gotta hey, treat them with some respect. Get to know your lady. If you got a girl and you want to work, get to know your lady, dog. Get your pockets right too, because if your pockets fucked up, your relationship ain't gonna last too long. Yeah, that's real talk. That's a fact. And I want to appreciate it. Like I said, uh, for having me on here, I just you know feel like I got some stuff to tell some people. You know what I'm saying? Right. I ain't trying to be nobody daddy. I'm just telling you real facts right. of what I've been through and what I came through, and just give you a different view. You know, so. Um, you know, you have me back, back on, on some other stuff. Uh, I was telling my homeboy on the way here from Charlotte that I what you got going on. He's a damn accountant, and he said when you get a chance, when he come down, he come down here about once every two. He want to get on and tell, talk to these young niggas about 
money. Right. We need you know, that. You know what I'm saying? Like Ooh. he said, you know, even if you give him 10, 15 minutes, he want to talk about He can talk about money. how he wants. You know what I'm saying? He he do He deal with taxes and all that. He too? deal with all kind like he works he for talk, a corporation huh? like investment banking. He's in the investment banking, but he used to be one of the lead accountants for Bank of America in Charlotte. He lived right. in Charlotte. Hey, smart, but hey, once again, was a street nigga, grew up with him. Went to college, changed his life. That man, a damn uh, accountant, uh, investment banking, people invest money. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting ready to do some big time stuff with him. I'm getting ready to move some of my money over and and do some stuff, investment. And it ain't even that. He going to talk to you just be smart with your money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Income tax. Your income tax, really? He told me, he said, everybody sign at the club, go buy clothes, buy cars. Really, you should use that money to pay down your debt. Because really, like, debt free. It's not how much money you make, it's how much free money you got every month. That's, I learned that, hey, there you go. You want to be debt free. You know what I'm saying? If you could go pay off your car, guess what? That's three, $400 a month you got that you can do something else with. Pay your damn debt off. You know what I'm saying? I learned that too from a, a, a woman that I used to date. She told me, you know what I'm saying? She was good at that. Her credit score was 840. God. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey. Pay off your debt. Right. They got their income tax. They get fifteen thousand back. They spend it all on paying off credit card. Debt free. It's not. Remember, it's not how much money you got. It's how much free money you got. If you if you make a million dollars and you nine hundred thousand nine hundred ninety nine thousand dollars in debt, you ain't got. But this man over here make a hundred thousand and ain't got no debt. He got more money than you. It ain't how much money you got. It's how much debt you got. You know what I'm saying? So be smart with your money. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no wrong with having fun, living life, but. Put some up for a rainy day because you're gonna have a lot of rainy days along you live in this life, right? You know, we appreciate you for coming on the oh, yeah, show. I appreciate huh? y'all, yeah. man. Well, we for real, for real, oh, you yeah. drop some knowledge, some good <laughs> jewels for brothers out there. Man, oh, yeah, for young appreciate dudes, it, man. man. So, shout out to Wages Transportation, that's his business. Oh, yeah, man, he making some great big moves, and he got it like the work. He, he's a very professional businessman, you know, he might talk with the street. Little twang, but man, for real, he got like a, a real lucrative and a great moving business out there. For real, great yeah. transport. Oh company. yeah, and oh, yeah. his family hey. owned and black owned. Hey. Make sure you niggas support black owned businesses. Go the to power the- of the black dollar. Yeah, hey, going any big lots, you'll see my cars in there. I got contracts with all the big lots. They got a huge sale coming up. Go buy you some stuff from Big Lot. You know right. what I'm saying? That tax. That because they hey they put a lot of money in my pocket. I'm gonna tell you that right now. So uh, hey. Be smart, man. Be smart. Right. All right, man. Muddy Waters Podcast, episode three. We out this bitch. Mm